So the readings are, are this kind of symphony, this poem that, that kind of depicts for us what's happening at the holy sacrifice of the Mass. It's absolutely beautiful. But there's one line that is kind of the, the key to the whole thing, to unlocking it all. Um, and unfortunately, it doesn't make it into the liturgy uh, today. However, in the extraordinary form, at the beginning of every, of every Mass, Psalm 42 was prayed. That's when the priest and the servers, the servers are kneeling next to the priest, and they're, they're praying kind of back and forth. There's this certain line that says, um, send forth your light and your truth. These will lead me into the mountain, into your dwelling place. So it's this idea that as you stand at the foot of the altar, you stand in God's dwelling place and at the foot of the mountain. The mountain was always historically this place of encounter with God. Moses went up the mountain to receive the Ten Commandments. Elijah went up the mountain to pray. Altars were built on mountains. Jerusalem, the holy city, was built on a mountain. You encounter God on a mountain. And so, now we can see in the readings. What does the gospel say? At that time, Jesus walked by the Sea of Galilee. Where did he go? He went up on the mountain and sat down there. And then he started saving people from the disease, from the, the thing that would have caused their death, either directly by the disease or because of their inability to work. Right? Like Social Security, Medicaid, Medicare, those things didn't exist. So if you couldn't work, you died. And what does he do? Great crowds came to him, having with them the lame, the blind, the deformed, the mute, and many others. They placed him at his feet, and he cured them. And then he foreshadows the way by which he wants to cure us. And he says, My heart is moved with pity for the crowd, for they have been with me now for three days and have nothing to eat. And then it goes on, and it uses those, those four key verbs that are always used to foreshadow the Eucharist. He took, gave thanks, broke, and gave the bread. He foreshadowed the Eucharist and he said, you see this healing, this giving of life that I just did to these lame, crippled, blind, mute? That was a foreshadowing of what I want to do by what I am now foreshadowing. What I will do on this mountain is far better than what I am doing on that mountain. In the first reading, makes it even more clear. It says, on this mountain, the Lord of hosts will provide for all the peoples a feast of rich food and choice wines, juicy, rich food and pure choice wines. On this mountain, the mountain of Calvary, on which he sacrificed himself on the cross, and that sacrifice is made present on this mountain. He will destroy the veil that veils all peoples, the web that is woven over all nations. He will destroy death forever. What we have here is this 
this depiction of precisely what we get to come to every single Mass. When we go to this, this mountain in the dwelling place of God, with the Jews looked up to the heavens in fear to approach, we come to daily. What the people used to have to laboriously climb to get to, we simply walk up to and kneel before. The abundance of the grace that's given to us in the holy sacrifice of the Mass would blow the mind of anybody that isn't Catholic. There's some great saints that have, have some excellent quotes. Uh, I believe John Vianney that said, if we understood what the Mass really was, we would die. That'd be it. Boom. Brain explode. I don't know if he added that last bit. As you kind of finish up the semester and prepare to go back home for Christmas break, just remember what it is that's encountered at this mountain and at every mountain, every church near your home. Make that extra effort to come and receive the grace that pours forth from the mountain of the altar that's received in the Eucharist and come close to the place in which death is destroyed forever.